Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt. I'm here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. Pastor Todd. Hello. And missionary Tara Matthews. Hello. And it needs to be said, it's not a Monday morning. It is a Tuesday morning. Uh, we did push it back, but uh, we pushed it for Tara to be here. We're excited Thanks, that you're guys. here. So be it's really... Tu- it's Tuesday Tara. Tara Tuesday. Tara Tuesday. Ooh, Tara's with Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Tara Tuesday. Tara Taco Tuesday. That's it. Great day for all those things. Brandy. All the teas, you know? <laughs> but really, this is your last one that you'll be joining us for a little bit, at least, right, in person. Mm-hmm. So definitely, we want we wanted to make sure that you could be here for it. Thanks, so. guys. Appreciate it. I'll send a question every so often if I have a good, you know, thought. Yeah. I'll send it yeah. out to you guys. You <laughs> could do it. We need, we need some of those, so... Uh, yeah, but anyway, so, but I wanted to open with this. Actually, I was just telling Tara, I realized this is kind of more the direction I wanted to go last week. So I know it's not New Year's, but I wanted to ask you guys kind of, instead of the resolutions questions, oh, what are your resolutions? Kind of more like, hey, what are some of your hopes for this year? And I say that in, for those listening who, you know, this, I think this has been a cool insight for the staff and for the church and to hear from our pastors and stuff like that so like what are some things you may need a minute i don't know but what are some things you're hoping for or some goals that you have you know personally or ministry i'm not going one way or the other but what are some what are some things that you're hoping for that i think it may be encouraging for those listening to say oh that's really cool that's what pastor todd hey that those are some things on his heart for 2021 or pastor jamal or you know whatever so what are some things you know when you think about the new year you think about you know, again, ministry, or you, I know you just, you're in a new house or master's degree. What are some things you're hoping? Um, you know, again, I, I, know, I didn't really give you time to think about that. I just kind of put that on you guys. So. <laughs> I think first off, personally, I really want to try to be more present because I think, especially as a millennial, um, it can be super easy to like focus on my phone or focus on whatever, you know, I'm thinking about and not being where I'm at especially like with friends or family because I can just take advantage of that and so that's something personally um but I I guess spiritually something that's really been on my heart is um understanding more what it means to walk in the spirit and keep in step in the spirit so I just really want to grow in my understanding of what that means and and how to like walk each step um in in the guiding of the holy spirit so that's just some thoughts I have for 2021 cool awesome Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's great yeah, uh, well, <clears throat> I have some hopes for the year that uh, they're kind of like rolling around my head, but I don't know that I've like laid them out clearly. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but whatever. Just yeah, no, there's always I, noise in my head. You I know haven't I mean? so. either, so that's what I'm saying. I, I know I just kind of put this question out there because I didn't even for myself answer it 100%, but I, I just wanted to give that perspective. Yeah, yeah there's... Get, get that perspective from you guys. Yeah, there's some definite hopes... Um, that I'm looking for, even myself personally, this year of of uh, just growing in a couple of areas, um, some personal areas, but also like one of my hopes uh, is to be able to actually counsel more and get better at that because I'll be finishing up a whole, you know, hopefully my classes this year, uh, and I I want to go beyond just having learned about it to really being good at doing it. Yeah, you know, now you know because yeah. the difference between book knowledge and using it you know experience so uh so that's one of the things um uh actually one of the hopes for our kids this year in the church is i hope they get really really good at using their bibles mm-hmm. you know that's I'm, I'm doing like i'm trying to do i had just started it um 
at the end of last year, but doing like a Bible Ninja Warrior, you know, where I'm trying to get the kids to get used to bringing their Bibles and, and being able to find verses in it and, and being able to read it and think about it and use it. Even Sunday morning, I asked the kids like, okay, here's a couple situations. What would you do? You know, and they answered, oh, I do this. I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't know, because Jesus wants me to, you know, and, <laughs> and to be thinking about, well, yeah. well, Jesus says we should love people or, you know, trying to just think a little bit more other than just giving me the pat right answer, you know? So mm-hmm. that's one of my hopes that way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I think that's great for people to hear that, you know? So. Yeah. Um, that is dope. Uh, hopes for the new year. Um, I, I, I think I have a, a, a few um, hopes and uh, stuff, but uh, I guess I'll just kind of keep those close to the chest because I think some of them are just really like more like prayers. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I think I just want to keep those in the prayer closet there. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but in for, you know, in regards to ministry. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I've been hoping for for our youth ministry uh is that um our students would also grow in 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 understanding of the gospel Um, our youth team has been really kind of diving into that and we've been i think doing some incredible um walking away with some incredible practical stuff that we've been putting into place for our uh youth for our youth ministry uh just conversations with our students uh, from small group leader to student um and so um, and then also like seeing some of the residuals of that has been pretty dope. Um, some of the students kind of growing together in community been really fire. So I don't know, just more growth of that. I think is kind of where we're at and, uh, yeah, that we would keep pushing forward with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess same here, probably some personal things that, you know, yeah, I, I guess that I'm thinking about and stuff that, uh, like how you said that, keep it in the prayer closet, I guess, for now. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, man, we probably all have those. No, yeah, yeah, I think that's just, I don't know, I just think that's important. I think um, I am a believer, personally, uh, that I just gotta, I gotta keep those things in the prayer closet, not make those things conversational, because mm-hmm. making them conversational can sometimes um, put a spin on it, or put it in a, in a, in a manner that is self-seeking and self-serving. That's yeah. just me personally. So put yeah, it, and it, it can, in the closet. Just. I'd say sometimes you can set yourself up for disappointment too. Cause you were talking about it, talking about it. Now you're really hoping something works out a certain way, but the whole reason you're coming to God in prayer is to figure out what you need to do about that or something. So, and yeah. then people ask you and you're like, uh, no, actually I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. <laughs> yeah, and that too. Yeah. Yeah. So or you get that fun, like, input that you must didn't necessarily want. <laughs> Yo, that's probably the main one. Tara, you probably <laughs> yeah. hit the I just, nail I on just, the head no, there. I just know, like, I just oh, have to. Oh, going out. Oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all you got to do. Okay. Jeez. Well, my People sister's cousin's dog's but... babysitter did this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> so, of course, yeah, I, I have some, uh, some of those as well. But, um, you know, other things that I'm excited about. You know, I guess again, in ministry wise, um, kind of the opposite I've said about being here with the young adults from what you were saying, Pastor Todd, you really want the kids to know their Bibles. I think from being in kids church, being in youth group, and then even the young adults that attend who have been attending who didn't go to church, I, I feel like they, they know their Bibles very well, which is really cool. So I think for me, I tr- I'm pushing them in a different direction, but I feel like, um, 
you want them to not know the Bible. I want, yeah, I want, yeah, I want them to forget <laughs> it. I'm trying to make them forget it all. Forget about the Bible. No, no. So, yeah, the application. Again, I, I keep describing it like I view. I was telling you yesterday, Pastor Jamal, like if if you don't even know what your armor is, the armor of God. Okay, mm-hmm. I need to help you figure that out. But I think for many of the young adults, they actually know it and wear it and use it sometimes which is great so for me i'm like where are some of the weak points in your armor where are there some holes you know that's how i view my role a little bit right now and so i think that's really cool um and even with the small groups me getting to know people that way has been really really cool but something i did you know i've wanted to become more involved in the community just like in a general sense so pastor jeff was like hey like why don't you check out the clergy association and stuff like that? I know Pastor Todd's laughing about it, but I sat mm-hmm. in on one meeting. Like, so I, that's exciting to me. You know, I'm sure maybe that excitement will no, fade. No, but. I mean, it is exciting to be a part of something going on and to be involved in the community, you know, and I, I, <clears throat> I did that for a little bit and it, it is exciting to be kind of involved in something outside of the church, but yet it's still influential type mm-hmm. thing. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. On a personal level, I'm very excited about that. But I also feel like, to me, you know, the idea is that the church benefits as well, that it's not only a personal thing that I'm doing, but we talk about the community projects for the small group, stuff like that. Who knows? You know, maybe I'll, I'll have a better pulse on what some things our church can be doing that way. So I'm just excited. You know, I don't know really what it will bring, but excited about that. And I was looking into a little bit of a master's degree. I'm not saying I'm doing it. Nobody can quote me on that. I'm just saying I was looking into it. Wow. I know both of you guys. When do you start? No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. Right? I, I, I went when to do you graduate? Todd's <laughs> office to try to figure it out. I was like, what do you think about this? Like, no, no, no. So, but I'm just excited. I'm excited about growing. I'm excited about yeah. growing to the next level. Right. Being in that meeting or even looking at a master's degree. I'm just, I'm excited to grow a little bit more. So. What in. I don't know if you want to disclose what you want to study. Well, that's what I'm trying Thinking to about. nail down. Mm-hmm. But I think it. Um, one that really looked good is just Bible exposition. Mm-hmm. My personal interest level is just like knowing the books of the Bible, their structure, their yeah. genre, the cultural context. Like that's so good, yeah. at the end of the day, what I just love learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at what degrees feature that. Cause like a theology degree has like two or three classes where you do mm-hmm. that. But I'm like, can I have a degree where like, that's the majority of my classes. Right. So I, I'm looking around. I think I found one, but I, I have to inquire further. And again, also I haven't been, I haven't. It's all online, so that'd be an adjustment. So that's what I'm saying. Don't quote me, but I'm excited to, you know, just to yeah. grow a little bit more. So all right, so let's do this. You know, being that we have you on Tara, I'd love to talk about, and I think people would definitely love to hear. Hey, what are you going to be doing and stuff? Um, let's talk a little bit about the Sunday sermon. Um, you know, w- I had a couple questions for you guys and thoughts that you guys want to add. And then and then let's talk about kind of what is on the agenda and the horizon for you, because I think that's really special. Um, Ooh, thanks. You know, so first of all, as far as the sermon, you know, um, Pastor Jeff is continuing going through Proverbs chapter three. He's talking about 10 principles that Proverbs chapter three spells out for us um, that we can build our lives on. You know, his kind of his quote has been, we need more of the sun in 2021 which you guys were telling me that's that kind of like a Pastor Sam thing mm-hmm. every year had had something like that kind of a catchphrase. So that's uh that's cool. So he gave us the first three last week. I'll read them. Uh, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
do not be wise in your own eyes. So this week he gave us the next four. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Do not despise the Lord's discipline. Find wisdom and preserve it. And have no fear. And these are all just directly what it says in Proverbs 3. So with the first one, same thing. Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts, pick your brain a little bit. I think, and Pastor Jeff kind of said it, you know, people always, anytime we talk about money, people all of a sudden start getting, okay, the church just wants your money. We actually, I think we did a series once at Searchlight called The Church Just Wants Your Money because that's like what people say, you know. So <laughs> it's like, okay, oh, they're talking about money. The, the, you know, it's always, it's how it always is, people mm-hmm. feel. And I, I can comment a lot on that, but I, I'd like to get some of your guys' thoughts. You know, Pastor Jeff spelled it out. Scripture talks a lot about um, money, and I like how he said that. Uh, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. But also it says to decide what's right in your heart. You shouldn't give reluctantly or under compulsion. It's between you and God. And he talked about tithing and how for those who would say tithing is an Old Testament principle and we're Christians, we don't have to live by that. I've heard it said, and this is where I'm saying I want to get you guys can chime in here. I've heard it said that Jesus did um, reaffirm tithing because when he was criticizing the Pharisees, he goes, you, you tithe the littlest bit but you neglect the weightier parts of the law. So he says you should tithe, but you should also not be ignoring these other parts. So I've heard that as justification that Jesus is saying, hey, you still need to tithe. But I love what Pastor Jeff said about how, well, before the law even existed, you know, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. So it's a principle that exists in Scripture. But, you know, sometimes it's tough to talk about money even because it's like money has a hold of our heart, right? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I don't know what what other insight you would want to offer to that? Or if you feel like Pastor Jeff really tackled that really great, you know, whatever you'd say about it. I have one thought and I, I don't know. I've never heard anyone regret tithing. Yeah. You know, and that's the only thought that really comes to my mind about this. Cause I know it's kind of a loaded topic. People, sometimes money is very personal. Um, but, I've never heard someone say, oh, man, I wish I hadn't tithed with my money for so <laughs> regularly. Huh, you know, wow. so that's just something to keep keep in mind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we as people tend to have regrets. That doesn't seem to be one of them. No. Uh, what comes to my mind is a conversation I remember with Bob Calabrese. Um, we were um, we're at a young adults or not young adults, young at heart. Sorry. Uh, young at heart. um like breakfast thing and I was down at one end with him Pete Maselli and they were just talking about their lives talking about their careers just like the journey um and then Bob uh, came to a point where he started talking about his faith and in in the midst of talking about his faith journey and just how things unfolded for him he just kind of was he started talking about tithing and like giving to the Lord and he's like I never can understand why anybody would rob God in that way. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he was referencing to that Malachi passage, but it was the way he said it and in the perspective he was bringing it that made me kind of like almost like, wow, I don't think I've ever thought about it like that. Because I think when I think of the Malachi passage, shall a man rob God, I think of, you know, robbing God of the tent that is owed to him. But mm-hmm. when Bob was talking about it, he said, why would you rob God of the opportunity for him to show his glory? and his faithfulness to you um, with what you have left. And it was really more about robbing God of the opportunity to show how faithful he is with you living in the 90%. And I think 
most of the time I've always been like, oh, man, yeah, like we're robbing God of his money. No, you're robbing God of an opportunity to, to perform a miracle in your life and, and provision in those moments when you're like, how am I going to do this or how am I going to get this paid? And I ever since that, it just was like jolting to me because I was like, yeah, because this is a heart issue. It's not a it's not necessarily about the, 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 the money itself. It's about your heart and trusting in God to provide um, despite what's going on. And so. Uh, for me, that's always been the thing. And I think uh, what Pastor Jeff also said about it being evidenced in Scripture predating the law is also big. It shows something about uh, the heart of people who trusted in God uh, before there was anything written in stone. Mm. Yeah, and <clears throat> right, it is a heart issue. I think of where Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where you put your money reveals what's important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say what's important to you, but just look at what you spent money on at your bank account. Mm-hmm. That's what's actually important to you. And so in some ways it's putting your money where your mouth is. In another way, it's trusting God. I say I trust God, but do I really? This is a way for mm-hmm. me to trust God. And even like you said, yeah, robbing God of the opportunity to bless you. I've heard, you know, so much on this my whole life, obviously. But like, yeah, I'd rather live on 90% of, you know, knowing that God has blessed it uh, or however you word it versus a hundred percent, you know, in my own strength or something. And, but right. It's a perspective too, where you said with Bob, it's like, and pastor Jeff said this, it's about stewardship that I don't own any of it. Mm-hmm. If that's your perspective now, it's totally different. But if it's all my money that I earned and that's your perspective, it, it is, it, it feels different now. Like oh, why, why does God need this money? But like you said, it's about our heart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I definitely f- am grateful for the church that we come from, or I, I can say we, uh, that I grew up in, um, and just, like, the environment of, like, cultivating giving, um, giving to the church, giving to missions, um, even starting as a kid with BGMC and and Speed the Light and, and like, how that personally has cultivated, um, you know, God's, God's work in my life for me to give, and I remember distinctly being, like, 16 or 17 years old, and um, God just challenging me, um, just to give. And, and he said, Tara, I never want you to be so attached to your money. And like, that's something that just comes back to me a lot. And, and maybe it'll change as I get older, um, have a family and stuff like that, because like the finances will be very different. Um, but it's just been, it's been, um, like cool to, to be reminded that, you know, like of what we give, the Lord can bless that and multiply that, um, for the sake of his kingdom, whether it be it in freehold, be it in Paraguay, be it in wherever. So, I'm just grateful for And that. Tara will never say this, but for stop. like three years straight, she gave $2,000 to Speed stop, the Light stop, stop, her stop, own stop, money. Stop, stop, stop. Wow. Babysitting. Oh, my God. <laughs> three years straight, consistently. <laughs> no, I didn't want to go consistently, on. man. It was pretty dope. Uh, like, it was, and I'll say it on the podcast. I don't care. Stop. Fabian I never really recognized, like, students like that, like, all the time. Like, he would recognize them, every, like, every now and again. But I remember it shifted because she dropped two grand, and it was like, I think uh, at a convention, he started calling up students who were giving like crazy amounts of money. And she was up there like three times in a row, like yeah, three years straight. <laughs> That's awesome. All the glory <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Now, I, I, I figured you wouldn't say anything, so I figured out. No, I wasn't. I was like, no. Sorry, man. I got you, bro. I got you. Hey, it's, it's you know, the Lord. Yeah. When I, uh, when I interned, <clears throat> the youth pastor I worked with, Dwayne Danielson, who's a missionary now. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he was excited about is he had a a uh, it was a Nintendo was it a Nintendo sixty four 
think it was a Nintendo 64. My favorite. And, you know, playing video games and stuff. And he said one thing that really kind of stuck with me. He goes, I'll never spend more on video games than what I spend on missions. Hmm. I'll never spend more on video games than what I spend on God's kingdom. Hmm. You know, which is is good perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we quickly buy things that bring us pleasure. Um, but in telling where our hearts is, you know, sometimes it's easy for our hearts to be after those things that have instant payoff for us. Mm-hmm. But to vow to never spend more money on that than on God's kingdom, I think was pretty intense. That's good. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I've thought about this like in different ways. If you want to say, yeah, maybe increase or you want to challenge yourself with that. Cause that's a really, really cool thought. What if like, you know, you matched your spending in an area. Mm-hmm. So every time you reloaded your Starbucks card, that you give that same amount of money to missions. So it's not like don't go to Starbucks or don't right. do this. Hey, that's okay. I spend money on this, but if I reloaded 25 bucks on my card, I'm also going to give $25 to missions. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's something kind of cool just to try to say, because yeah. it's about, it's about that generosity. Like, and that's mm-hmm. so clear in your life, Pastor Jamal giving you that shout out Tara. It's because <sighs> you, you living that kind of life. It literally is, is shown even without somebody knowing that about you, your generosity, mm-hmm in giving and speed the light is shown in your whole life and people that's clear from people. So it's like, that's awesome. You know, I love you God as much as I love Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I don't play Mario Kart. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I really do believe that God like blesses that generosity and not that you should do it for the blessing. I'm not saying that you give in order to be blessed, but I, yeah, but it pleases God. Yeah. It pleases God. Yeah. 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 So cool. No, those are all really great thoughts, guys. That's why I wanted to pick your brains. I wanted to see what you guys have to say about it, too. But um, and again, Pastor Jeff said it, you know, hey, it's not because we uh, need money over here. He's hey, look, this is one of the principles that I see here. And so I'm talking about it. And so here's the next one. Yeah. Don't despise the Lord's discipline. Um, naming some scriptures. But I really like what he said about this. Same thing. If you have any thoughts, you want to chime in. But where we even sang that Sunday, oh, make me more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we sing it. So, you know, this that's what it looks like. It's not comfortable and everything. but So don't despise it because becoming more like Jesus means he's going to discipline me now and get this out of my life. But I'm like, right, right, right. We sit here and sing it. Oh, make me more like Jesus. And then he points something out. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 less of me doesn't mean less of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. uh, is there a way to do more of Jesus? And more of me too, (laughs) (laughs) right? Or at least keep me the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I thought that was good that he pointed that out. Right, right. That's even why it says it. Don't despise the Lord's discipline. It's it's a real romantic idea of romantic, as in like the idea of like this is just wonderful. The idea of becoming like Jesus, but it's a lot harder than that than just the dream. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like living out our faith is not easy it's not easy and it's not easy the more real we get about who we are and how much we need jesus the harder it gets at like learning to say no to ourselves about stuff Mm -hmm. you know yeah and but you know i guess that's it is harder but that's also the joy too that's what makes us better um like we were just talking before it's like so as a Christian, you may be convicted of things that somebody who's not Christian wouldn't be convicted of. And so in that sense, living your life out is harder because mm-hmm. now I feel bad about this. Now I have to decide, am I going to change myself or not? 
but it's worth it. You're becoming more like God. He uses you more. You're closer to God. You're a better person. Your relationships are better. So it is harder in some sense, but it's also an advantage in another sense, you know. Yeah, maybe that'll just be my theme statement. Like, uh, I don't regret that I love Jesus more. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you, you know, whatever. What is the Lord's discipline? You want to tell us? I'm just kidding. I'm, I just was kidding. Just lo- I'm asking because I'm looking at the passage in Hebrews and it says, you know, endure hardship. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to kind of uh, wrap my brain around that, like, because I think sometimes people do. I mean, discipline means a lot of different things. And so mm-hmm. I think in order for us to have a accurate picture of what this looks like and what is being communicated here, I think we have to kind of say, all right, what is the Lord's discipline? Um, you know, because sometimes people in life, we were talking about this earlier in our staff. We'll look at certain disciplines or we'll look at certain hardships and say, oh, this is the Lord punishing me for these things. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, then they're reading this and they're saying, "Okay, well, then I'll go through this tumultuous time and see it as uh, discipline or, you know, see it as like the Lord is trying to teach me a lesson here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I think that it's important for those for, for us to establish just exactly what is the Lord's discipline? Is it something that is, um, you know, punishment or is it, or are we talking about structure and, um, yeah, like a discipline, like something that you like consistently kind of like, uh, grow at. I think if something is real discipline, it's not about punishment. Okay. Right. Because, because I think, Punishment is punishment. Discipline is is a training process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if and don't get me wrong, if you're doing something it like when my kids are doing something wrong, they need discipline, not just for the sake of them being punished, but for the sake of them growing and learning yeah. for correction. That's good. Yeah. Right. For correction. Yeah. It's yeah. not punitive. It's not just justice yes. because you didn't do your chores. You now have to sit in your room. OK, we're all good now. No, it is correcting. It's and sometimes it does involve punishment, Mm -hmm. but not that. That's the end. Yes, you know. Uh, And I think that discipline looks different for different people. Like how how you discipline your kids. Each kid is different, and some kids you can look at with an angry. They see the angry eyes, and they immediately are like, "I'm sorry, sorry, I won't do it again." (laughs) And then other kids, you do that, and they're like. Yeah, well, I'll give you angry eyes back. Mm-hmm. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. So, yeah. how we discipline is different per kid, and I think how God disciplines us is different for each of us. The yeah. way that He deals with us as individuals and gets to our heart as individuals. Mm-hmm. So, for some people, that's getting like their sin found out. Mm-hmm. You know, not just mm-hmm. for the sake of punishment, but for the sake that it's brought out. I Correction. mean, dragged out into the light, so that God can bring transformation. For other people, it's it's a conviction in their heart of like, ooh, that thing, I got to change it. For some people, it's brothers and sisters coming along and being like, hey, I love you, and I don't think this is working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I think discipline can be as individual as we are, but never towards the end of just, I've punished you, and that's as far as it goes. You know? So do not despise the Lord's correction. Do mm-hmm. not despise the Lord's... Um, reprimand uh, or you know. yeah I was, I'm thinking uh, a regiment of transformation too it, like in regards to mm-hmm. uh, the things that he places in front of you to bring up all right you know what hey you need to be dis let me, you know what? whatever we're just gonna go there 
Um, do not despise the Lord's discipline. If you struggle with lust and the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, you know what? This this television show mm-hmm. does not bode well yeah. for mm-hmm. this area of your life. Mm-hmm. There is a discipline here that you should not entertain anything mm-hmm. uh, that would uh, poke at that area of your life and drag you further into bondage. So now some of that discipline may mean uh, things that you, uh, you know, passwords and access to things that were only yours now becomes accessed by the people in your life Mm -hmm. who love you to keep you in correction and keep you in. And while you may view it as a hardship, it is actually a pathway to freedom. Right. And in that sense, the Christian life is, quote, harder because well, I want to be able to do whatever I want. And I don't want to. and, And maybe you even there's a level of guilt that or shame that you don't experience. I think you probably do experience it, but there's a level of, as a Christian, you're convicted of it. But like you just said, it's actually a pathway to freedom instead. Um, and right. It says, uh, cause the Lord loves those who he disciplines. So that's why it's not because, um, the, you know, God's upset up there and he needs to do something about it. It's he loves you. And that's why mm-hmm. he's going to make you better. And I know we don't always think of it this way, but one of the, um, shoot, I wish I remember where it was. Eh, my memory's awful, but it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. Yes. Yeah. And yes. we don't often think of discipline as a kindness, right. but if I'm disciplining my kid because they're about to touch the hot stove, it is a kindness because it's preventing their ultimate harm, you know, mm-hmm. even though they may not like that I told them no yeah. or I, you know, swatted at their hand as they're reaching for mm-hmm. it. But um, it it really is for our good, not just not just that we're missing out on something that we want, but it, it really is an act of God leading us into something that's better for us long term, you know, and even short term better for us because he knows us and he knows the way we're made and he made us. And when we do things God's way, it really is in our best interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's good. Doesn't feel good all the time, but in the end, it's good. Yeah, but again, he's a he's a loving father, and you know, we were talking about that earlier, right? It, mm-hmm. I was just saying, I'll say it just because whatever. We I watched, we watched Wonder Woman, and this isn't spoiling anything, but the idea of nineteen eighty four, yeah, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty four. Don't worry, it's not it's not spoiling anything, but the idea of the monkey's paw that like, um, you wish for something and you get it, mm-hmm. but it also takes something away in return. There's like a payment for it. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling Tara that I'm like, wow, like that movie really helped me put to words mm-hmm. that sometimes I really view God this way that like I can ask him for things, but then he's going to say, well, okay, I'll give it to you, but you know, no, whatever. And that's not, mm. that's not true. That's not always true. You know, like Jesus says, if you, you on earth know how to give good gifts to your kids, how about your heavenly father? And right. so again, so now when the writer of Proverbs says, Hey, don't despise the Lord's discipline. Hey, it's our, he's a loving father. That's who God is in our life. And again, even tying it back to tithing. Well, why does God need my money? God doesn't need any money. Right. But this it's about the relationship I have with God and who has my heart. And so it's... And training my heart mm-hmm. to trust him. And yes. Yeah. So that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like Pastor Todd was saying, like discipline is hard. I think even as a kid, <laughs> this might be kind of taboo, but getting spanked. I remember before I got spanked, my parents would say, we do this because we love you. I'm like, what? What the heck does that <laughs> mean? Like, I don't Lies. understand. But I love you. 
(laughs) 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 But honestly, though, like if it wasn't for that, those moments where like, you know, there was some pain, like and and in the the moments that the Lord grows us, like, I don't know if I would have become who I am today. Like, I I don't know. I don't know if that's that's kind of taking things outside of the box. But discipline, you know, I got to be honest. No, I listen. There were times growing up. There were kids. I would be like, bro, I think. I think that kid needs to get socked in the mouth one good time. (laughs) (laughs) His whole disposition would change. Like that's how I would feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. Sometimes I'd be like, "Yo, like my patience is running out." But I hope somebody else is because they one (laughs) solid connect. I just not I. There needs (laughs) to be someone. (laughs) (laughs) One solid just boom, and I think it would just it would reset. It would change things. (laughs) It would reset some things. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, when my brothers hit me a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Well, all right. How about this? I wanted to ask you guys this. His next point find wisdom and preserve it. And read from Proverbs 3 and then talked about in 1 Kings 3, Solomon asks for wisdom and, and God is, you know, loves that answer, gives him wisdom, and then gives him all these other gifts because, you know, he didn't ask. And. It's cool, but he asked this question. He's like, all right, if you were president-elect, what would you ask for? And I'm like, oh, wait, that actually makes so much sense. <laughs> like, we have a president-elect. And plus, like, that's actually who Solomon was. Like, that's who he was. I'm like, wow, that's, like, perfect. But, like, right, like, I think we sit there and say, well, I would have asked for wisdom, too. I think probably the better way to put it is, oh, because I read the story, now I know I should ask for wisdom. But what if I didn't, you know, know it play out that way? What, is that what I would have asked for? Or would, I don't know. Or he, he, Pastor Jeff was funny. He's like, I'd ask for the Jets to win. God could do anything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the Jets. So, what would you ask for? God says, I'll give you anything you want. Anything. You really, would we, would we say, I just need wisdom. Lord, that's all I need. I'd be like, that people like me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I'm, this is my normal mi- mindset. So I don't feel like I'm being super spiritual. My, my mindset is, this is a trap. He's asking me because he wants to know what's my what uh, he wants to know about my heart. So that's because that's literally how I already right. think. See, like, but that's what I was just saying about the monkey's paw thing. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. That I view sometimes. That's how I feel. I'm like, well, no, uh, I'm not gonna ask for anything because because he's uh, gonna yeah, take something I'm away. I'm not from gonna me. right. So I would ask, I would ask for, um, I think I would try to ask for something that was in line with God's character. But I feel like. But in a way, way to God, save yourself. It, it, yeah, maybe in a way to save myself or in a way to kind of not fall into the trap. Uh-huh. But I feel like God is God. And so he would respond to whatever my answer is by saying, your heart is already exposed. Here's how it's exposed. <laughs> you, you know, like I, yeah. I, I would still lose ultimately. So I think <laughs> so. When I you're, would, so it's like when your significant other says, what do you want for dinner? And you're like. I don't know. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wrong answer. <laughs> Yo, chill, chill, Pastor Todd. Pastor God, you Todd. can ask me anything. Yo, chill, well, chill, God, chill. what do you want me to ask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My heart is already exposed. Right, exactly. So, like, yeah. So, I think that's the that's the truth. I would try to find a way to ask for the right thing by putting it back on God. But then I think God would expose me for being self-righteous or, you know. What somehow it would I'd be like oh you're right Lord yeah so yeah but I think ultimately president elect uh, yeah I think I would want to I would want people to like me too I think I would want to go out like that that both sides would say you know what even though I didn't vote for that guy I like that he was a good he was a good president I liked him yep 
I feel like maybe I'd ask for like success, which is sounds vague, but I, I, I think I just know what I mean. They're like anything I need to do, it just gets done. And, uh, and, and it was great. And um, See, that's why. Yeah, that's know. why. It's the same thing as I just said because yeah. it was great. Yeah. And people liked it. <laughs> well, yeah, but, so I guess so people success. liking me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Success, yeah. I guess people, people liking like me fits into that. But like, <laughs> yeah, like I achieved it. I did everything I wanted to do, and uh, I'm good. I'm all set now. You know. <laughs> Go on. I just would want a favor too. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I was like. Mm, there's been some rough times, so favor with the people would be good but that might not always be from a good place too so maybe i'll ask the lord you know what what he would want me <laughs> why, why, why wisdom is a great answer that was a great yes. answer Salma. so we we know from reading this you we should ask for wisdom that's what we should ask for so yeah but it's not be fun just like yeah, what would no, you ask I, for i'm just being honest <laughs> i want people to like me yeah <laughs> right oh, yeah. no but right and like what you're like what pastor <laughs> jeff said wisdom is uh the application of knowledge so yeah being the head honcho you have knowledge, but then the application of knowledge in accordance in accordance to um, you know what the what people need, like or what the country needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that that makes sense. That's what you need ultimately when you're in any type of like leadership position. Yeah. Absolutely. So here, let's finish with this, and then so we can get to Tara because she's uh, we're gonna have to wrap up soon. Uh, but that last point, have no fear, uh, you know, to trust in the Lord. I think that was great. Um, when we talk about a fear of the Lord, uh, you know, it's a Pastor Jeff defined. It, it's not about terror. It's about a healthy reverence and awe. I like what he said, a moral mindset, knowing that God defines right and wrong. I'm not God. I submit to him. I'm like, actually, that's like, again, that's really good <laughs> because like we don't like doing that. Submitting sounds like you've lost or something. Like, we don't do that. So. Um, you know, I don't know if you had any other thoughts or we can just kind of move to Tara, but the one thought I had, and I won't drag it out is, um, lion, which, which in the wardrobe and he's like, well, is, 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 is Aslan tame? Mm-hmm. Of course he's not tame. He's, he's a lion. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. fear of the Lord. Sometimes I, f- I, I kind of feel like, is that like, it's a healthy fear of hmm. everything God is not that he's going to destroy me, but he could. But the idea of like he's worthy of fear. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good example. Yeah, yeah. So obviously we could talk more about that, but let's uh, so let's move on, especially because Tara's here, really excited. So awesome. So give us uh, some of the updates. So what's happening? When are you going to t- Paraguay? You know, give us some of that. So I am leaving next Monday, this upcoming Monday actually, wow. the 18th of January. It's oh. been a couple months since. Uh, since I thought I'd get there, but it's happening. So 9 a.m. getting over there and be there at midnight. So that'll be fun. We'll see what happens. I I have to quarantine when I get there, obviously. So, but okay. I'm super grateful. I'm living temporarily um, in like this apartment that's kind of attached to where my missionaries live. I think they live in a neighborhood or something. They have a pool. I didn't know that. Oh, nice. Yahtzee. So, yeah. So they're <laughs> like, hey, there's like a, like this little apartment thing that you'll live in temporarily so i'm grateful i, I don't i'll just leave on the street the first night there you know uh, <laughs> just kidding that would never happen <laughs> um ag ag looks out for us yeah. so um and yeah i'm really excited to get there it's been a long time in anticipating i'm excited to meet um the students that i was working with and the directors and teachers um and they're not just little 
people on a camera or on little pictures they're they're real so they're there yeah so so you bring mm-hmm. that up can you talk about that yeah. for a minute like with you having to wait i know you really kept busy did as much as you can ministry wise there and also not connected just in general kind mm-hmm. of doing stuff so so what are some of the things that you were doing while you were here mm-hmm. trying to be involved and what were you doing with teaching the kids and stuff like for people who don't know and what's the name of the organization so i'm working with child's hope it's just a compassion ministry through assemblies of god and so it provides education it provides compassion's ministry so that that needs so like clothing food etc for the kids and their families and then obviously the most important thing is it provides the gospel and gives students a chance and children a chance to to know jesus so um i am working with child's hope and i'm also gonna be working with chi alpha i don't know what that's gonna look like too much yet um but while i've been home um, i've been teaching um seventh and eighth graders um doing christian christian not christian theology just christian education classes um and it's been really fun they've been in spanish so sometimes it's a sometimes it's great sometimes they're they're a little bit finicky and all over the place and they chat in the group chat and it's the whole teaching online thing is definitely a, a feat in itself but um yeah, it's been really, really great to have that. And it definitely took a lot of time to plan lessons um, because I wanted to have my Spanish all, you know, prim and proper and ready to go. Um, and then I was also, I've been working on, this is like a nonstop project. It's They just always need translating. So students f- that are in Paraguay write letters to their sponsor families in the United States um, because there's people that are sponsoring these kids like for X amount of dollars per month. Um, that's how Child Swift gets some of its funding. Anyway, so um, I translate these letters that students are writing in Spanish, and then I translate them to English, and then I print them out and send them to headquarters in Missouri. So that's been like a huge, (laughs) it takes a lot of time. It's not necessarily, the translating isn't the hardest part, it's more so the formatting, because computers are hard for me. So figuring that out. Um, But it's been really cool to, to see and read, you know, some of the things that kids have to say sometimes they say some weird things and i'm like i don't know should that be in there should it not they all talk about playing with fireworks they're mm-hmm. like we love uh-huh. to play with fireworks yeah let so it happen like a translator like, oh, come on and oh, yeah. an editor like yeah yeah so obviously but i don't want to like the biggest thing they want to be as close to what the yeah. child is saying like especially if someone speaks spanish for them to to read the children's letter and then read mine and be like wow like this isn't the same mm. so i don't want that to happen right <laughs> don't yeah. want that to happen um <laughs> And I've been um, learning more about Chi Alpha as I've been back. Um, spoke with a couple of um, Chi Alpha leaders in here in New Jersey. So um, had some good conversations there. And was obviously working with the youth group and hanging out with young adults. Um, yeah, you did. Um, for people who don't know, we did a study called adulting. Uh-huh. And then there was like a video that we watched and then a discussion. Mm-hmm. So we extended it by a couple of weeks. Um so I did those, but I asked Tara to do one, but Tara did a whole video that was just <laughs> like the adulting videos. Like he would talk to us on this couch and stuff. So she did it. It was so good. Everyone <laughs> loved it. It was so funny. You did that by, by accident or on oh, purpose? On purpose. And I, okay, okay. I wanted to also, it was like, it was kind of intimidated by, it was like an hour and 20 minutes or so. Yeah, I guess. But I was like, nervous. I was like, any oh, sort like, of length. I kind of forgot yeah. everyone talks. Like, it's not just me talking. You yeah, know, yeah. So. No, yeah. but and it was great because the video was hilarious and it was well done, and it was like on point. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, that was cute, Tara. Okay, anyway, but like, no, no, no. Like, you hit like stuff young adults are dealing yeah. with, and everyone's like, all right, Tara. Like, it was like all, all right, things you're you waiting us. for. Like, yeah. In the day to day life, or in 
it, life. It, it was good. It was good. Um, but yeah. Um, so when did you find out that you were going to be able to go back? Because it seems like oh. it seems like from the time that you heard that you were going back to the fact that you're leaving next week, like that seems like like a head spinner. Like there's a whole lot yeah. that had to happen quickly. Yeah. Is that there was so much that happened. It was it was wild. There was a point where I might have been going in November, but then I couldn't. Borders, this and that. And so it's just I, I probably I bought my ticket probably um three weeks ago a month ago because i got the for sure okay you can buy your ticket and um, bought that got my visa all that stuff in place um when i went to the embassy in um in new york they, i had to make an appointment to meet with them right so i figured i'd have to answer some questions you know be all um what's the, professional mm-hmm. but they literally the guy literally was like okay you'll get your 10-year visa in a couple of days like i didn't even we didn't go to a room he took my papers he didn't ask my intentions or anything so i'm like what is happening <laughs> so they, they definitely want people to go there mm. they uh, need some money okay. <laughs> flowing around yeah. so that was last week you got your visa right uh, yeah i got my visa last week mm-hmm. so yeah was that your question yeah, yeah. that was ultimately my no the whole that whole process because we knew you were waiting we knew things got yeah. messed up so it was kind of like like when did you find out you could go back yeah and, and yeah and that whole thing so that's that's very exciting very exciting. yeah it is it's definitely exciting so look forward to hearing you know the testimonies of the things that you're doing down there i know that um um it goes without saying you already know that the uh girls in the youth group absolutely love (laughs) and adore you um i've in fact i recall one student uh when the first time when you left for costa rica uh one student had got up and shared because we gave the students an opportunity to say what they wanted to say and one student got up and said um you're like an inspiration to her and that was like i was like yeah man that's 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 what happens when you reproduce yourself uh and i think too um just the times at least for me as the like as a youth pastor watching our small group leaders kind of interact and pour into their students you've always been great at being intentional with the with your group and um making them feel like they were absolutely like this most special uh you know like group uh, you know like you were great with all the kids but then when it came to your small group man they were like oh tara tara loves us like like and Mm -hmm. uh that translated that translated over so well i can't wait to see you know how that unfolds for you in in Paraguay and yeah. and then obviously the other small group leaders you know Tara's Tara's for us Tara is like the big sister slash little sister depending on true. how old we are depending on it depends on how old we are and, and who's talking but she's like the big sister slash little sister that we just all love to kind of like pick on uh because, yep. because <laughs> since i was but I but know. at the same time but at the same time she's uh you know she's not to be trifled with she's she's pranked us a few times but anyway that's that's another story for another day um but ultimately what i'm trying to say is that you have this uncanny ability uh to connect with people uh from all different ages and different ranges on some of the most influential and incredible levels i just know that you're going to have an incredible time in paraguay and i know that god is going to give you favor and increase i just believe that i just know it because i've seen it oh that's a good reassuring honestly because sometimes it just you know feel like a little little piece of grain of sand on the beach so you you got it you got god is placed his hand upon you and has gifted you and has anointed you for such a time as this it is 
it is it is your time it's your time to step into it and we, we can't wait to see it all unfold and um um thankfully technology allows for us to yeah. stay connected a lot of the students are look you know stay connected through the through our devotion uh that we do together yeah. the year the year devotion right now is really helpful uh and so i just know you're gonna kill it man mm, i know thanks. you're gonna kill it thank so. you guys and hey i'm in another country but if you guys ever need anything well, let me know i don't know how busy i'll be i mean but. i might need another tiktok from you so Oh hey! <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be practicing during quarantine. Find some good ones. Yeah, get a TikTok ready. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you were supposed to originally go for three years for two so years. So it was How two long years. Going, so it was eight months in Costa Rica was the the plan, and then sixteen months in Paraguay. And so, if I'm being honest, I don't really know when I'm going to be there until I my term ends in August. Okay. But I can extend it. And it just has it's a conversation that I have to have with my missionaries, with my area directors and like see where we're at. Um, see I don't know when my my missionaries are itinerating again. It's just like a whole seeing what's happening with that. But I've just been really praying um for direction with like the next step. So that's something I could super use is discernment and direction with what, what's gonna happen um in this next couple months and like going forward. So Cool. Well, why don't we take a minute and pray for Tara? It'd yeah. be great. Thank you, guys. Um, you, you guys each want to pray? Sh- sure. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, so. Oh, guys, this is too much. Today's been too much. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> All right, Pastor Jamal, why don't you uh, lead us, Tara? Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Um, first, I just want to thank you, God, for the call. You are very much in the business, God, of still to this day calling people to the mission field to uh, be your hands and feet, God, to be a voice uh, for you uh, in the midst of darkness. And I thank you, Lord, that um, at a young age, God, that you placed this call inside of Tara's heart and that she did not waver from that call, but that she uh, she clung to it, knowing full well, God, that you not only called her, God, but that you would be the one to equip her, that you would be the one uh, to put things in her life uh, to be able to fulfill the call that you've placed in front of her. And so, God, we, I thank you for that. I just I recognize your hand in that and praise you uh, for that. And I praise you, God, that through this, through the process, Lord, that you have definitely done that. You have equipped her put things before her, opportunities, skills, giftings, uh, for her to be effective, to champion the gospel uh, to people, uh, and specifically right now, God, to the people of Paraguay uh, in a way that would bring glory to your name. Uh, Lord, I ask that you would cover her, uh, that you would uh, continue to grant her favor, uh, and that you would uh, be ever-present, God, uh, at every moment that she would need, uh, that you would be right beside her, continuing, God, to guide and direct her uh, as she walks in according uh, to your spirit. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray for Tara. First of all, we thank you for how you've just helped her to grow personally, Lord God, that you called her to be your child, that you have worked in her, that she has been sensitive to your Holy Spirit and listening. Just thank you for her life, Lord. And Lord, as she just enters the, <clears throat> the this mission field, 
Father God, I know that you have unique opportunities for her to touch people's lives and to bring change. So we ask that, Lord, that you would just guide her into each of those moments, each of those encounters, Father God, that you would just use the words that she says, uh, her, her, her spirit, who she is, Father God, who you've created her to be, to bring about transformation in others' lives that brings glory and honor to you. Father God, we pray about all the details about going to another country. Uh, I I know she said she has a place to stay temporarily, but Father God, even working out where she's going to be staying long term and and just uh, that churches would continue to provide uh, their monthly pledges for her finances, Father God, so that she can uh, have her needs met, Lord. Father, I pray that as she comes into contact with different people, that, that, Father God, you would lead her step by step along the way. And I pray that you would give her friends down there, Father God, who would be a great support system to her. I pray that you would give her a, a pastor, Father God, a mentor, uh, the, the missionary who's in charge there, that they would be just be able to pour into Tara's life, Father God, and that she would just be able to glean whatever she can and grow in that way. And, and Father God, we pray that as, as she's there and she's missing home and she's missing what's familiar, Father God, I pray that you would be a comfort to her, Lord God. I pray that she would sense your arms of, of love and strength just wrapping her up. Father God, I pray that um, we just hear back such good news about what you're doing, Father, in Tara and through Tara. Lord God, as we just support her, I, I pray that, God, we would just be blown away by what you're doing. Father God, I, I pray that Paraguay would not be the same. And I know it sounds dramatic, but God, you can do it. That Paraguay wouldn't be the same because Tara was obedient to you. Father God, we just we pray these things. We place Tara in your hands, Father. And I, I pray for Tara's parents, Lord God, as she goes down there. I, I, I don't know how I would feel about my daughter going, you know, to a different country where I'm not right there to be her protector or whatever. And I, I know that it would be terrifying. I know it would be make me anxious and worried. But, but God, I, I pray that you would be the comfort to her parents, Lord God. I, I pray that you would speak to them. I pray that, Father, you would give them supernatural peace uh, and that... Lord, you're just, your hand being in this would just be so evident to everyone involved, Lord. Father God, we pray for your protection upon her, and we just, we, we, we place her in your hands. Father, thank you for her again, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, again, thank you for um, Tara and all that you've done in and through her, and God, I, um, I'm so thankful that she's not waiting any longer. All that time of waiting, it's actually now going to be behind her. And Lord, I pray that um, you've equipped her at that time. And she would see <clears throat> she would see as she's in Paraguay how you've equipped her, Lord. Almost like the karate kid with wax on, wax off. Like all these things are second nature to her because of what you've been doing in her, God. And we pray, like uh, uh, we've been praying here, Lord, that you would use her in, in wonderful ways, God. She already lives a life that glorifies you, not herself, and that you'd continue to do that in her, Lord, that people would come to salvation um, through how you use her, Lord God. People would come to faith and know who you are, Jesus, and um, she'd come back with stories of, of uh, people that she's discipled and seen come to faith in you, Lord, and um, uh, even as she said for the New Year's, Lord, that she would kind of learn to live in the moment. God, we do pray that you would work out what it looks like for her if she needs to make an extension, these different details um, that we can be bogged down by, like Pastor Todd said, being in another country is complicated sometimes. So we pray that you work those details out, uh, Lord, that it'd be easy for her, 
but even whatever that workout working out process looks like lord that she can be in the moment and she won't be distracted um about well i don't know how much time i have left or it, it was short or these different things lord that she can focus on how you want to use her while she's there and uh we're so thankful lord for all the things again that you have already done through her how you've used her and how you're going to continue to use her there we ask all these things in your name jesus amen Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's been Pastor Matt. Pastor Mo. Pastor Todd. And Tara. All right, we'll see you guys next time.